Hello and welcome to a Bergkamp Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast. Um, as someone who is key to um, keeping London moving, uh, I want to thank you for coming and watching us today or listening, dear viewer, as someone else says. And someone else who's key to the podcast is Danny. Hello, Danny. How are you? I am very good, Carl. Thank you very much. I'm wearing a magnetic top and luckily it's dark in here. I spent 10 minutes with a roll of sellotape picking off all the dirt and the fluff and the dead skin and stuff. So um, rather than changing my top and putting a clean one on, because that's kind of the way I roll. How are you? You're looking good. Nice haircut. Thank you. Um, do you want to tell the viewers of one thing you just discovered literally 30 seconds ago? I'm always discovering new things. What was it to do with? But your head fits in your archway. Oh, yeah, look. I've got a... There's my archway. And my head fits perfectly in the archway. It's it's crazy. I don't know how that happens. It's cra- it is, It's like when the moon is 500 times smaller than the sun, which is why we get a perfect uh, uh, lunar eclipse. There we go, Carl. Spitting facts. Yes, indeed. And someone who is key to keeping uh, Norwich moving. Well, he's, I wouldn't class him as a key worker, but somehow he classes himself. Oh, it's, it's only Ellis Mel, isn't it? It's only Ellis Mel. Hello, Ellis. Hello, the only real key worker on this podcast currently. <laughs> that's actually, to be fair, Carl, that's probably the nicest intro you've given me. I was expecting a lot worse. So, uh, so we I'll move on. My, I've changed... <laughs> for the last 30 seconds, but we'll go back to normal. Um, So we are here to talk about Arsenal. I mean, obviously a lot has gone on in Arsenal in the last, I'd say, two weeks. Um, I'm loathe to kind of talk about the Super League because it's it's done and dusted. We we spoke about it last week on the podcast and obviously it's it's died a death. It's it's gone, but not forgotten, I guess. Um, I guess we'll bring it up later. So the first one I want to talk about is the Everton uh, the game because that's, that was our last game that we played. Um, Ellis, I know you didn't watch much of the game, but for me, I watched the game and was, I don't know, with Arsenal, Ellis, do you, are you surprised by results or just disappointed? I mean, I remember when I used to watch Arsenal and if they lost, it would ruin my whole weekend because it really, I cared that much and it was just, I didn't want to watch any football over the weekend. I want to watch match of the day. And it just ruined my weekend. And now, I kind of just don't care anymore. Like, we lost to um, Everton. And it was it was a bad game, a very bad error by the goalkeeper. But do you find yourself like me or do you, or do you still really care about Arsenal and the results? Um, I'm sort of like, I think it's the Simpson meme where they say, um, I don't expect much, but I'm still disappointed. And I'm sort of in... In that sort of stage of Arsenal, I'm not expecting much, but I am still sort of disappointed by by the results that we've got. Um, I didn't watch the game. I was on a night shift like a proper key worker. Um, I didn't choose not to watch it, but it sounds like I didn't really miss out on much. And from the from the highlights that I have catched up on, there wasn't really much to, to sort of shout about. For me, the, the Premier League... It, I've, I've, I've got no expectations for us to be in a good position or finish in a good position come the end of the league. Our form has been fits and starts all season. And I've just come to the point where, yeah, a bit not like I don't care, but it's not like you say, back in the day, it would ruin 
my whole weekend, same as you. Um, but now it's just sort of like it's just more of the same, really, isn't it? I, I'm used to the the bland, boring, rubbish results that we're we're putting out at the moment. I think I'm a bit different. I'd, I'd say for the Europa League, I've, I've firmly got all my uh, eggs in one basket, the Europa League basket. If we see this sort of result against Villarreal, then yeah, that probably would ruin my league, and I'd be a bit more upset. Uh, but as it is, it's just more of the same, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Danny, when do you feel, and I don't know why I'm saying this, do you feel a little bit sorry for Mikel Arteta? And by that, I mean, when a mistake happens, like the one that happened to Leno, you can't, you can't justify that. It, it's a mistake. It's a player's mistake. And Arteta is not on the football pitch kicking a ball. That is an obvious error. No, we didn't score a goal. But in that sort of, when you make mistakes like that, can you really blame the manager for the result? Or is it a case of, well, we didn't play well enough to actually get a goal, so you can blame the manager? It's a bit like now Ellis has been promoted at work. He's in charge of some people. And if one of those people accidentally um, killed one of the patients, although Ellis didn't do it, he's going to be responsible for it because he's in charge of the people. Some, you are in charge of people, aren't you? Yeah, I am. That would ultimately yeah. fall on me if another yeah. man's killed him. So, would you? How many? How many times do you reckon your your people underneath you could kill people before they start to ask questions about you? Because would you get away with it week after week for fourteen months, sixteen months, like Arteta has? I think the magic number would be one. <laughs> I always thought the magic number was three. Anyway, I, think, like I don't think I get that far with three people dying on my watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, he's got to look at it and. I, I'd like a manager cam because uh, as soon as um, Leno put that ball in to get it on Arteta and Arteta's probably thinking, I'm going to get the blame for this because you, you butterfingered twat, have let that ball in when there was absolutely no need for it. Um, Xhaka, who should have been uh, covering at left back, uh, how on earth a person can run down the right wing where our left back should be, go round our left back, then run it. It was like he was. It's like an etch etch a sketch kind of mark. Like, like uh, I think someone was saying in the last show. Um, then you're just going in a straight line from the corner flag ish area along that that the touch line all the way to the goal and put it through the goalie's legs. That's the kind of thing that you would have done or, on on FIFA '97, where the, the the AI was really rubbish and you could get away with stuff like that. Just dribble it the whole way and then your goalkeeper to put it in. And you got to look at that and think, well. There's, there, is, there is a fine line between how much you can, how much blame is Arteta for picking these people, and how much blame it is on the person for making a genuine error. And I don't think Arteta has any any blame at all there. But I guess is it? I mean, we all saw the the mistake by Leno. Ellis, would you think it was more of a concentration thing, or I, I don't know to say it's an ability thing because clearly a goalkeeper of Leno stature should be saving that all day, every day. But why do you think it was that he made that sort of mistake? I don't know. Um, going back to sort of Danny's half-criticism on Xhaka, I don't think you can really blame Xhaka for that goal. He's playing out of position at left-back. He's not the fastest. He's going to make those errors unless you really do protect him with the midfield or the guys in front of him. Um, but going back to your question about Leno... It's, it's reminiscent of, I can remember David De Gea having like a really good season and everyone going on about how he's going to go to Real Madrid and like he's the best keeper in the league, yada, yada, yada. And then he's just gone to this, well, not form, 
he goes through these moments where he just lets in a clangor in or puts in his own net. And, and, and I think Leno's, he's got a touch of that at the moment. Ever since um, we sold Martinez, rightly or wrongly, people have been bemoaning that. And it just seems like <laughs> Leno's trying his best to sort of give people a reason to, to, to say that selling Martinez was... It was the was the wrong uh, the wrong keeper to sell, but I don't know. I think he's a good keeper. I just think he has got that in his locker. Is it a case of he doesn't really have much competition? Um, obviously, Josh would be the, the the main guy to talk to about Matty Ryan uh, as the reserve keeper, but it doesn't seem like he's really challenging Leno at the moment. Maybe it's just a bit of complacency. Maybe it's just a just a loss of concentration, like you say. But for me, it's just it's a bad error. It, that that goal shouldn't be going in, like. Leno should do a lot better. And unfortunately, like Danny says, Arteta is going to get the blame for that because he has picked that keeper. He has been part of the process of deciding that Leno should stay and Martinez should go. And then <laughs> Leno's gone and done that. And he's done numerous mistakes throughout this season and a couple before this season. He's, I think he's a good... It sounds silly to say after seeing that go. And I think he is a good shot stopper most of the time but he does have sort of just sometimes a weak wrist like he'll sometimes palm it or punch it straight to a player instead of palming it around the post out of play and it's just it's frustrating and essentially we, we've lost that game because of his his error um, Danny I hope you can get some stats for me just uh, how many goals Leno has let in this season to compare to his um, previous two seasons um, so Ellis just to ask you uh, Stick with you for a second while Danny looks like those stats for me. Um, would you sell Leno this summer? I mean, I'm going to talk about the players who could stay and go later, but would Leno for you be someone that you would keep for next season? Or, and I don't know who, I have no idea who, but do you think this should be an upgrade for Leno out there somewhere? Uh, but you'd probably come to the wrong guy in, in, in terms of who should we bring in to replace Leno because... I don't really watch much football outside of Arsenal and the Premier League. Um, so my knowledge about goalkeepers further afield than Premier League is ne next to nothing, really. Um, so that is a good question. I just don't know who we'd replace him with. Should we sell him? Uh, would, you, would you want to uh, upgrade I, on Leno? Yeah. If money wasn't an option, of course, I'd love an upgrade. But I think um, we've got more pressing issues elsewhere, personally. Um, I, I do think Leno is an issue, but I think we've got bigger problems in our squad uh, midfield. Um, to name a few, our, our ability to create and, 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 and dominate a midfield is a, is a massive weakness in our game. And I think that's something we need need to fix. And potentially, if you have a more dominant midfield, you're going to face less shots because we'll have more possession and we'll control a game more. And that might stop some of the mistakes that we're seeing in Leno. He probably will make more, but if he's facing less shots, then there's less opportunities for him to make mistakes. Um, if we had Martinez, then I'd probably be, if we'd kept, say we kept Martinez, we didn't send him to Villa, I'd be like, yeah, so Leno, we've got Martinez coming through. I, I don't know enough about Matty Ryan to suggest he's going to be our number one. Uh, personally, from what Josh has said about him, I agree he's probably a bit too short to be a number one. Um, like from personal preference um, so for me I wouldn't sell Leno because I just don't see who we can get in and I'd rather improve our midfield and make our team or our squad as a whole a bit better and maybe just protect Leno and hope that he can sort of eradicate this form that he's got this season because it is roaring 
Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. I mean, I don't know who else is out there to replace him. And one thing for sure we can guarantee is don't trust our goalkeepers, goalkeeping coach, um, his judgment because he brought in Runnison and <laughs> I think Runnison's been put out to partial because I haven't heard or even seen Runnison anywhere. I think he's been on the bench uh, a few times in the Europa League. No, he's not, isn't he? Because he's got to take out the Europa League squad. So, yeah, it's, uh, I haven't seen him at all. So, it's, I don't know. I know we tried to get rid of him in the in the January transfer window, but I think no one, we had no takers for him. But can you see, obviously, he's not going to be our number one unless he drastically becomes Manuel Neuer over the next six months, which is very highly unlikely. So, I agree with you um, with what you're saying. Danny, um, what has been Leno's, how many goals has he conceded so far this year to compare to sort of the last few years he's been at Arsenal? Well, this season he's played 31 games. It's league only because that's the only one you can really judge because you've got the same quality of competition. 31 games, letting 35 goals. So that's four over. Last season, 30 games, 39 let in. So that's nine more. And the season before that, 32 games, 42 goals so he let in 10 more than he played so 10 9 and 4 so this season seems to be his best season oh, that's shocking isn't it <laughs> weirdly um i don't know same question to you danny do you yeah. would you like an upgrade on leno in the summer yeah if we were going through the entire everything about arsenal and then all the problems a goalkeeper wouldn't make my top 10 problems. There's many, many other things that we need ahead of fixing the goalkeeper. Uh, keep Matt Ryan, because he's a decent goalkeeper. I like him. He's a good second-string goalkeeper. I mean, he's, he, people might say, well, he might not want to come and play for Arsenal as a backup. Well, you either that backup uh, been at Brighton since that new Areola bloke came in. And you were saying about Runnison. He played his one league game this season where he played 15 minutes against Wolves. The next game he was on the bench... And then from then onwards, which was the 6th of February onwards, he's not in the squad, the league squad. And I think he's had a uh, uh, FA Cup. No, no cut, no games because there's no more games, is there? Because he's, he's out like he's sent out of the Europa League squad. And so his entire Arsenal career looks like it's going to be four Europa League games, uh, one Premier League game, which he kept a clean sheet. Well done, 15 minutes. And one um, League Cup game where we let in four goals against Man City. So he is definitely not the future, but it was a short-term thing because they didn't plan on getting Runnison in. They got a, a, an offer for a bloke that was worth a couple of million um, recently for twenty million for Villa, and so he let him go. And they went, "What well, we need a young, we need a cheap goalkeeper." And uh, Pavon, I think, is the Arsenal goalkeeping coach uh, or one of the other goalkeeping coaches, knew him from his time with uh, the na- um, the national team or one of his previous teams. It's one or the other. I was reading about it. And they said he's available and he's cheap. It's a million pound. And I think maybe there's another million involved in fees and things. So to cut a million quid to have a backup goalkeeper, you'd lose more than that a week in bloody um, dodgy haircuts for some of our top stars. So not worried about it at all. But Leno, no, keep him. He's a good player. You just need to... I was saying on another show that some goalkeepers are better than others. He is really good at shot stopping. He'll jump up like a salmon and punch him away, but he's not good at ca- always catching them. And so what you need to say to people around him, when the something comes in, watch for Leno. If he punches it away, clear it. Remember whenever we'd have in, any trouble in the box from Ben Wenger days, he'd go, right, walk it out of the box, um, pass it out of the box. We usually get so angry about it. No, hoof it, 
kick that ball as hard as you can away from the goal. And then other things like playing out from the back. I was listening to I was listening to a show and they went, why on earth would you think in, if you, if about 10 years ago you'd have gone, the new thing for goalkeepers is you're going to get the ball, you're going to for a goal kick, you're going to pass it six foot to your right and then he's going to, then that person's going to try and walk out of defence. You think, what the hell are you talking about? No, no, you don't. The goalkeeper gets the ball and he hoofs it down the field, hopefully to one of our other players in midfield or if you're, if you're um, Wimbledon, uh, one of your strikers or if you're Spurs, the opposition goalkeeper. And that's what you do. You don't, you don't pass it out from the back. We're not bloody Barcelona in, in their peak messy days. Don't do it. So th- these things you need to do and go, well, you need to help the goalkeeper out. But like David Seaman always used to say, I could have a great game, make no end of saves, blah, 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 make one error, and that's what people remember me from that game. Arteta, you're making the goalkeeper's lives harder. You and Emery broke Petr You made him retire because he couldn't cope with suddenly going, oh, yeah, you're 50 years old. Now I want you to play out from the back because it doesn't work. Uh, Yes, Danny, I... uh... I concur with you. I mean, I, I definitely agree with Dennis as well, which is something I never thought I'd hear, hear myself say. Um, I think there's so many other um, positions in the football pitch that we need to improve. And then is not exactly terrible. He just... Uh, I think with a better defence in front of him, he may play better and a better midfield as well, which is something that we definitely need to uh, improve on. So that's the Aston Villa game out of the way. Um, let's look to the future of our next game, which is Villarreal. And the man, the myth, the legend, Emre comes back. Um, Ellis, uh, you said all our eggs are in one basket at the moment. My night is obviously to try and win the Europa League, and I, I hope that we do. Um, do you see us getting a result against Villarreal uh, tomorrow or whenever you listen to this DVR on Thursday or do you think that Mr Emery will come back to haunt us? Um, I think we'll probably win the Europa League and then we'll get kicked out for our playing our part in the Super League. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, well, that would be typical. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? On a serious note though, it's difficult. My heart is freaking out because I think the guy that used to manage us is probably going to do his, other than when he was at Arsenal, typical European masterclass. Um, and we'll get knocked out by him after thinking or basically chucking him out because he was a bit shit. Um, but then my head's sort of like, well, actually, yes, he is a bit shit. He's very pragmatic, very, uh, I don't know what the word to describe him is, a cautious probably, a cautious coach, especially with his time at us um, I would say that Alted has exactly been adventurous since he's been with us, but at least he showed a bit more adventure um, in some games when, when he's managed us than Emery seemed to, especially towards the end of his tenure. So I think we can definitely beat them. Are we, uh, is it at the way, the first leg? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so obviously that's very important. Um, we want to get an away goal and then we've got to try and probably shut up shop on, on, on the home leg. Whether we will is another, another thing entirely. <laughs> I think he's obviously... I mean, so on. No, go on, say what you can say. No, I was going to say, well, looking at Villarreal, they're seventh in the La Liga, which is almost as bad as um, the Farmers League. Uh, <laughs> their top goal scorer is Gerard Moreno, who's 26 goals. And then... Um, who's the second one? I'm just trying to 
without asking Danny, I'm trying to do it myself. Uh, hmm? What are you on about? Just no, for Villarreal. No. Anyway, no. So, <laughs> so I know their top goal scorer is Joe Moreno with 26 goals and seven assists. Um, so they're seventh in their league and they're not playing too too badly. I mean, their last, their form, which I did get up. Have they not got or, Barcelona either after us or before us? They played them on the weekend, lost um, 3 0. No, 2 so 1. Did you see their team? Did they rotate heavily for that or, or not really? Um, I don't know. All I know is they've only got a couple of decent wingers. That's it. The rest of their... They've lost their last two games. I mean, their last five games, they've won two, lost three in their last five games. So they're not exactly on the best of form. I mean, I'm just comparing that to Arsenal because we're not on the best of form. <laughs> you, look at, you look at his Europa League form with that team. They've played six, seven, eight, nine, ten. played 12 games. They've won 11 and drawn one. That makes you worried, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But then also, what's the quality of the play or the teams that they're playing in the Europa League? Because uh, be honest, Zivas, like, Zivas it's a second competition. Carrier bag from Azerbaijan, um, Maccabee Tel Aviv from Israel, and then Red Bull Salzburg. Now they've sold their best players. Dynamo Kiev, well, Andrei Shemchenko retired years ago. And then Dinamo Zagreb in the other. <laughs> Carl, you, so, are you doing that on a wooden table? Oh, Danny, do not stop. The yes, I am going to complain. <sighs> anyway, so moving on. We'll buy um, you a mouse mat, Carl. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> you can't do it on the same table as, as, the, as your uh, mic is on, but carry on. So, yeah, anyway, I, you can say, yeah, he's got a great record in the Europa League, but he's got a great record against second-rate clubs, everyone other than uh, RB Salzburg. Again, like you've mentioned, they've they've sold a lot of their best players. They were quite a good team and a good unit last season, but that's... Um, certainly not the case this season. So you'd expect him and you'd expect Villarreal to win against this, against those opponents. Um, even as bad as we are this season, we're far out of the league of those players or those teams that they've played before. We've definitely got better players than a lot of the players they would have faced. So we've got we've got the tools at the disposal to easily get past Villarreal. Whether we will is another, a, another thing entirely. Obviously, the things that work in Emery's benefit is... He's ex-Arsenal manager. A lot of the players in this team, he knows. He knows how we play. He's going to have an understanding of that. He's going to have a good game plan for that. Arteta, on the other hand, I doubt he's really seen much of Villarreal. He may have seen a bit of Unai Emery's Arsenal, but that's probably quite a different kettle of fish to, to Villarreal. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it'll be difficult. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park like the, the, the Benfica second leg was. I think Emery will probably set out quite cautious, obviously being them being at home for the first leg, he's going to want to try and not uh, concede uh, an away goal. So I think he will be quite cautious and probably try and sit like a lot of teams tried to do to us, like Benfica initially tried to do to us, sit back and, and try and nick one. Um, not be too venturous. I think we'll see more of the same. It's probably going to be a bit of a bore fest, but if we can be patient... Um, and and not try and exert ourselves too much and probably get a goal, maybe even two. And I think that puts us in a really good position for the home leg. But that's easier said than done, isn't it, really? What do you think, Danny? I'm just looking at his um, his career managerial statistics. I nearly messed that up. At Arsenal, 78 games, 143, 55% win ratio. At Villarreal, 50 games, 27 wins, 54% win ratio. 
And in his twenty in his twelve Europa League games, I think they've scored twenty eight goals. Um, but I think you got a point there that Carl, the way I think it was you said it, Carl. The teams they've they've come up against Villarreal, there's nothing really great there. There's a Austrian team, so there's only one decent team in Austria, and that's Salzburg, and they they beat those four one on aggregate. And then uh, Dynamo Kiev, well, they're they're, they're nothing major. And that's uh, the days of um, Russian teams spending money seems to be gone. Dynamo Zagreb, well, they usually have a couple of decent players. Um, Croatian team, um, they're they're a half decent side. They what they beat um, Spurs in the previous round, didn't they? So, yeah, uh, well done to those. I I should we shouldn't be worried about this, but I am worried. Like someone has just put in the chat, um, who was it? It was uh, Dejan. Um, he put, uh, we will get 1-1 away, but then it was 1-0 or 2-0 at home. Ho- at home form is terrible. I, f- I think that sums it up perfectly. That's how I feel. We, there was, we will fuck it up somehow. We will find a way of playing really well away from home. And then we'll sit back in the, at the, the home leg and we go, we got this, we got this, we got one, we got a one goal lead. We got, oh, oh, Xhaka or Louise or Leno or someone else is going to mess it up, Carl. And then, you know, it's going to happen, don't you? The, the thing is, the trust in the players at the moment is not very good. I can't think of a player who, apart from maybe Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe, there's no player that you think to yourself is going to change the game or take the game by the scruff and they can actually do something for us. Um, the only saving grace is, I believe, that Kieran Tierney, Aubameyang and Lacazette were all in training. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's so good. that's obviously a good thing. I mean, whether either or any of those will start remains to be seen and I guess time will tell by tomorrow but I'll be very cautious would you risk it? the thing is I was just about to ask you Uh the same question I'll be very cautious to I mean like I said had a hamstring injury so hamstring injuries tend to be what two weeks minimum so what you don't want to do is like I said sprint like I said sprint okay but you don't want him to go for (laughs) a a ball and then obviously he's been horrible about Lacazette there. <laughs> that man <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't run fast let's be honest but like, what you don't want him to is attempt to sprint and then do his um, hamstring again uh, Bamiyang was more an illness like a virus so you're hoping that he's back to full strength because obviously when you're sort of Ellis can probably elaborate this on more but when you've got a virus, like you just feel weak and like your organs shut down, and you just you just feel horrible, and it takes a long time to go and exert yourself. So, for him to then go on a football pitch and run for 50, 60, 70 minutes is going to be quite a lot on his body. And what you don't want to do is put him out there from the start where he's not feeling up to it. If he can last, I don't know, if he can do 20, 30 minutes, and I'd rather him come off the bench rather than him start. And Kieran Tyranny, was it an ankle injury, I want to say? I can't remember if it was an ankle injury or not. I'm sure it was. But with the way Kieran Tyranny plays, do you trust 90 minutes on him on the football pitch running up Knee and down injury. that Knee, okay. Even then, that's, a, that's an impact injury. So obviously when you run, you're putting high impacts on your knee. So do you trust Kieran Tierney to, from the start to be out there um, running up Ruiz and down is back as well. Is he? he was training on Monday? Oh, that's good. I mean, I personally, the only one I'd maybe risk is is a Bamiyang. I'd uh, play him up front 
and then take him off after a certain amount of time because I just don't think that because he's been so ill, whether his body is able to give 100%. Uh, I would not start Lacazette. I wouldn't start Tierney. And I wouldn't start David Luiz either. Um, what about you, Ellis? Would you would you risk any of those from the start? Um, I think I'd probably I'd go along the same lines as you, Carl. I think I'd err on the side of caution. Like you said, Aubameyang uh, getting over malaria. Uh, I think I think Josh may have said it in one of our WhatsApp chats or may have said it on the live shows. Like one, Colo Toure contracted it for us um, when he played for us. And um, he just didn't seem like the same player when he came back from that. And it, it's going to take what, a toll on your body. What does malaria do to you? Because I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's something weird, to be fair. Not something you come across in Norwich. In Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not good, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's going to be difficult. Again, do you start Lacazette, risk him, he runs or jogs after someone and then aggravates that hamstring injury? Um, Tierney, out of everyone, I think I'd be the more careful with. He, in his short time at Arsenal, he's had so many injuries. He joined us with an injury, for God's sake. Like It's difficult and you you, you got to protect him. I think he's, he's easily our best left back in the team and he just can't seem to remain fit for a long period of time. So you just got to be really careful with him. I think I'd probably stick with Xhaka at left back, which again is an issue, but I can't really think of anyone else playing there. Possibly Cedric. Um, maybe, again, like Unai Emery knows Granite Xhaka quite well. And if he starts at left back, he knows his weaknesses. And that might be something that they tried to target in the in the first leg. So maybe it'd be better to start Cedric. I don't think he knows a great deal about Cedric. Well, did, did Cedric sign when he was there? I think he was a Arteta signer, wasn't he? Or Arteta. So potentially you could play him there. I know he's got his issues at left back, but it's he's for me, he can be better there. And that gives Xhaka again. Everyone's got an issue with Granite Jacket and the way he plays. I don't think that's really his fault. That's just his weaknesses that he has. But I would say that when he is in the midfield, we create more and we look better. Not always, but we look better when we don't have him. So potentially, Cedric there. Then that means, uh, I don't know. There's just so much decisions. And that's why I'm not a manager, because I'll probably make the wrong decision. I'll probably worse than Arteta. <laughs> what about you, Danny? It's. Um, I was reading people's questions. Uh, I know you said you don't care, but what is it you don't care about? I said I don't know. It's not that like I don't care. It's just I'd probably make the wrong decisions and be worse than Mikel Arteta. Would you put, would you play oh, any yeah. of the people coming back from the start? Um, going by the fact that we're shit at home and we have a habit this season of bringing players back too soon, whether it be uh, did it with tyranny, we've done it with um, party, we've done it with maybe one other player. Um, we're going to need him for the home leg because that's going to be the difficult game for us. If we can go, as long as Eddie isn't playing, it's uh, <laughs> someone put in our chat. <laughs> David put, if he plays him, yes, we have better players. If he plays William and Nketiah, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up perfectly, David. That's uh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I, you, I don't think... I, I, I don't know anything about malaria, but I know from what you were saying, it's uh, it's really bad and it messes you up. It's not something you get over in a few weeks, is it? Um, even if even if it's a stamina thing where you you can't run around for that long, why would you risk it when we got Lacazette, we have got Martinelli, we have got other players that can play in those positions that can do the job away from home. 
it's we are i'm serious we're gonna the, the home leg is gonna be the hardest leg for us partly because it's the second game and it could end up being if it's a nil nil at their place and then the second game comes out and then it's open to both teams and then all we need to do is let in one goal and then we've got to score two and then we're gonna need our best players on form so don't play any of them just leave them but just go out there with the home the 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 first game tomorrow and try and score some fucking goals arteta stop doing the what you do what emery do and be scared of losing because if you we've only got five league games to go after this five league games two um, europa league games that's it shit or bust go all out for this play everyone up front play i don't get like we did against leeds and we did against wolves two attacking sides go out there play everything and score some fucking goals if we don't in a week's time, we'll be looking at this going, they'll be shitting their pants because one goal and then we all need two. And I don't trust them. Oh, here you go. Stefan says they can't handle it. Sure, they can't. I mean, yeah, we, you're hoping that, and even if we, God forbid that we actually lose, we don't lose badly. If we keep it to one goal, and that's how bad is that, that I'm, I'm saying that about an Arsenal squad, the team, um, that, you know, I think playing an Emre side, like um, Ellis said, he knows us so well. He knows he he knows the team. The team hasn't changed that much from when he was here. Uh, so all the stuff that he probably wanted to do with Arsenal, he's probably going to do against us because he knows that we can't defend properly. He knows that we have problems scoring goals. He knows that we have problems even creating goals. So unless, <clears throat> sorry, and this is an absolute masterclass from Emre, sorry, from Arteta. It's not going to be. <laughs> no, but you're hoping it's some sort of masterclass because if if either the two strikers don't start, you are talking about Eddie and Ketia starting. Um, and if that doesn't fill you with dread, I don't know what does, unfortunately. <laughs> does anybody think he was going to score against Everton? I mean, how many chances does that kid have? He's just. He's, you, everyone knows that I love. I love Eddie and Ketty. He's brilliant. I've, 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 I've talked about him all the way from the scores on the doors days when he was a sixteen-year-old playing for the under-18s. And I used to say this bloke is going to be something special. And he's gone all the way. He's done it against the England under-21s. But it seems that he can only dominate when it's against people of his own age. And when it comes to the big time, what's he got? He's played what, forty-one games, I think, for Arsenal in the Premier League, and he scored five goals. Or or some number like that. Let me check it. It is uh, Enketia. He's played oh, 13 goals in 64 games, but that's all competitions. In the Premier League, which is the one you're judging by, five in 38. That's not good enough, is it? I mean, this season, two in 17. But you have to understand, I think rhythm is a, is a big thing as well. And this is not me defending our, uh, our Enketia, but when you're, you're coming for a game, you sit out for five and you come in for one game and they sit out for four. It's hard to try and find your rhythm. So you, you, I, hand, I understand what you're saying. And some of those games, um, if you're saying it's all competitions, those are not all starts. Some of them are him, him coming in for the last 10 minutes of a game, coming in for the last five minutes of a game to try and change it when Arteta has run out of ideas. So we just need to try and do everything. So I don't think the, the numbers in what you said, it's not probably a true reflection of it because when you say those numbers, it makes you think that he started all those games when oh, in yeah, minutes, yeah, in truth, he hasn't. So, and again, we've had the 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 difference between we've 
One minute we're playing Lacazette up front, then we're playing Aubameyang up front, then we're playing both of them up front, then we're playing... That, it, it's really hard. And he went... I don't know how many games he was not even in the squad. He must have been... I think it was something like 14 games. I'm sure I, I've seen that somewhere without even being in the squad. And then he comes in for uh, the game where Lacazette got injured. Then he starts against Everton. So it's hard, I guess, to almost criticise him because it's not, he's not... Nearly enough. five games, Carl. Those... Those 17 league games add up to nearly five league games in the whole minute. 413 minutes. So, so there you go. Yeah, it's not, uh, not as bad, is it? No, it's not. But to be honest, he was kept out by, like I said, he did have a good run of form. So therefore, I don't think he should have been dropped. And we had a brief spell where um, Abameyan was playing well as well. So, you know, we'll see. What's we'll um, Obviously... Arteta's made his decision by today that who's going to start and who's not. I just hope that we don't rush people back and we cause more injuries um, to to our players. But one question on Archie Ellis. Um, let's say we lose 3-0 at Villarreal and we get knocked out of the Europa League. Uh, we don't score enough goals at home. Is that Arteta's time up or do you still give Arteta until next season? Um, do you think, what, my personal opinion or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think well, okay, both. Give me your personal opinion on what you think <laughs> is going to happen. Uh, well, I'll start with what I think will happen. I don't think he'll be sacked or fired. Um, I think if that was the case, he would have gone during that, that poor run of form in December. Um, I, I don't think whether we win the Europa League or not will... We've seen what KSC want from Arsenal. They 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 don't want too much. They're not too fussed about what success we have. We're we're just there for them as part of their franchise, as part of one of the franchises they own, one of the many franchises that they, that they own. None of their franchises are particularly really good clubs that do really well or really successful, but they are a way of them to generate revenue. And obviously, like you could say, if we were more successful, we generate more revenue. But in order for us to be more successful, they probably need to invest a bit more of their money, especially now with everything that's going on, they're going to have to really, really realistically. Um, but I think they're quite happy just for Arsenal to be a mid-table Premier League team because the Premier League money will start bringing the money. Obviously, they wanted to, to sign up to the ESL, but obviously that was why, because for more money. If they can get more money without with minimal effort, then they'll go for it. So I don't think, even if we get knocked out um, and we finish wherever we are in the league now, ninth, 10th, finish out of Europa League spots and then we'll go into whatever that third European competition is, they won't care. I think he'll stay there. I think the only thing that will really get him out is if there's like massive fan protests um, and <laughs> more further outweighs than what there already is. Um, what I do personally, again, I sort of have slagged out and made it seem like the, the, he should go if he goes there. I think I would certainly consider it. it it's difficult for Mikel Arteta. It's, I don't really blame him. He's a new young coach with no experience at other clubs other than as a uh, not a head coach, as a coach at, at Man City. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have to take time to grow. Unfortunately, well, that was weird. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm trying to um, get rid of the gaps. <laughs> the, the club or the, the, the higher up at the club decided that they are happy for him to grow at Arsenal. 
whether that would be too little too late and we'd have sunk even further why he develops as a coach who knows any time will tell but I'd give him even if we went out I'd give him until probably January next year at the earliest turn around give him another transfer window give him a bit more money get some more players in that he wants to play his way and if he still hasn't turned it around and we're still sat in this position come January I'd get rid personally Okay, I understand. Um, Danny, I won't give you the same question, but do you think that if we don't win the Europa this season, do you think Arteta's stock is damaged? Um, I'm saying about that, I still can't figure out how how we managed to finish last season on such a high, beating teams and winning the FA Cup, and how it's gone from that so he's gone, well, that's a formula that works. Now I'm going to try something else. Because you look at those two teams playing with, with, such, with such gay abandon and happiness and flair and creativity and no worries in the world. And now it's like, don't, don't, don't touch the ball. We might, oh, no, don't, don't, oh, play it back. Oh, play it sideways. So I, don't, I would hope that maybe winning it will let him see. Well, actually, no, if he, if he wins it by playing shit football, then that's going to be bad for us next season. We want him to go, actually, I'm going all out for this for the rest of the season. We win all of our league games. We win the, the, the three Europa League games. We win the final and we finish fifth in the league. And then he goes, oh, all fucking season I've been playing that defensive, scared to attack bullshit and I should have done this the whole time. And then he'll stay in the next season will, will be an absolute joy to watch. Whether that's going to happen or not, Probably not. He's going to go out there. He's going to go, oh, oh I'm scared. Oh, oh, no, don't do anything too creative. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm going to pick the same players doing the wrong things. Probably have Xhaka at left back. He's probably going to play Ceballos as a central midfielder. He's got no idea what he's doing most of the time. He's already said that he wants to go back to Spain. Odegaard, I think he's going to be back, but he's, 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 he's been here long enough to go, oh, fuck that. I'm going back to Spain, son. I want fuck all to do with this club. I'm having none of it. I'm going. And there's just so many. We all thought that this, that the last summer and the January win transfer window that's just gone, was going to be Arteta getting rid of all the players and things are going to turn around. When quite frankly, it's not turned around at all. And I don't think the owners care enough to get rid of him. Yeah, I think you. No, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't see. Well, you don't see Cronkies there anyway, but I just don't see them. They want to give him time, and I'm all about giving him time. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the process because I think it's a load of bullshit. I really do. However, I think with the protests that have happened lately, I think they've got to be seen to do something. So I do think that they will give Arteta money to spend. I, I honestly do. The one thing I must say is that in the last few seasons, the Cronkies have given Arsenal money to spend. It's not like they haven't given them money. We, I mean, you think we bought a £50 million midfielder. We bought a £50 million striker uh, a few years ago. We bought a £25 million left-back. Um, there are other players that I can't, at the top of my head I just can't think of, but it's not like we haven't invested money into this team. It's just that the money that we've invested... Has it been good enough? I mean, I can't think of... You think to yourself, Partey hasn't pulled up trees this season and a lot of people make excuses for him and say, oh, he's been injured, he's come up from injury, blah, 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 blah. 
he's not been injured in the last few games. And these last few games, he's been shocking for me. Like, his shooting is... I don't think he's had a shot on target. Every time he shoots, it goes high, wide and handsome. So is that to do with the partner he has in midfield? I mean, he's got Grant Xhaka is his main partner. And then you've got him and Sabayos. And then you've got him and uh, El Nene. Well, the um, much better when it's Xhaka. We've seen that because we've seen that um, party makes El Nene look good. I mean, I like El Nene, the Egyptian Napolo. As our Richard would say, but I, uh, it, it, the, it, it's picking the best of a bad bunch, and the bad bunch, Jacko is the best one that plays next to him. They just they work together really well, and then you have someone creative in front of them, don't you? Yeah. So uh, within the within the summer transfer window, we have to dress. If Partey is the future of our midfield, we have to partner him with somebody who's going to make him be able to bring out all his attributes. Who that person is, I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll go Who do you want? Who do you want? <laughs> who, who, who's that other bloke? The other bloke, um, uh, uh, Fnetico, midfielder that we've always been linked with. Oh, where's Chris when you're blood? He's in the top corner. Chris? No. I should just go and have a look at it, shouldn't I? And, and well, find out the... Koke? Uh, no, it wasn't him. I'll go and find it. Oh, Thomas Lamar. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. God. I don't even no. know. <laughs> do you remember, do you, Ellis? Do you remember the summer of Lamar? God, that was uh, quite funny. But yeah, let's not get Kondogbia. is only twenty-eight. We, we were oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Oh God, no! The guy from Brighton is it Basuma? Oh yeah, he's he looks tasty. Everybody's talking about him. I think um, when Josh comes on here, they're better to talk more about him. If you notice that Josh is not even here, we've mentioned his name about six times. But um, <laughs> he's done um, his favourite. <laughs> he definitely done his favourite. But yeah, I think I think um, what we need is we just need someone in midfield to compliment him. And as I was just, we must talk about it now. Um, how to get if the Cronkies are going to leave? Uh, it would be done by fan protest, by fan pressure. I mean, we saw the protest before the Everton game, and it was absolutely massive. I think a lot of Arsenal fans turned up and made their voice known that they were very unhappy with sort of the the antics that Arsenal did with the European Super League. Um, Ellis, there's been a lot of talk about somebody trying to buy uh, Arsenal. I mean, I think, obviously, if the Conquest did want to sell, they're not going to come out and say they want to sell, but... Uh, they've made several statements saying that they're not interested in selling Arsenal um, whatsoever. That may be to drive up the price, who knows. Um, but so there's a guy from uh, Spotify who is interested in buying Arsenal. He's making he's making and saying all the right noises. Um, the, the, the issue is, is that for him to stump up the, I don't think the Cronkins will sell for less than four billion. Um, so in order for him to stump up the four billion, he's going to have to take out a loan. Now, if he does take out this four billion pound loan, um, that debt is going to go into Arsenal, just like what the Glazers did for Manchester United. So I guess the question is: Do you do you want to see new owners that are not the Cronkies, or would you take this Spotify guy as the new owner? 
but he's going to put debt onto Arsenal. Now, if he does, is he going to have the capital to invest money into Arsenal? It, it's a catch-22 situation, really and truly. But what do you think about it? Um, <laughs> personally, I'd like anyone other than uh, the Gronkies to own us. So I'd, I'd take the risk with Spotify, as, as you can see, the sponsors of this show right now, currently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, di- I, di- I didn't really know much about him. I think I put... Um, a question in our WhatsApp chat, and, and John actually replied to me saying, um, "Apparently, he's a big fan. He's got Burkamp, he's got Henri involved, he's got Vieira involved. Um, allegedly, he's worth somewhere between three to four billion. Um, apparently, the club value is two billion, but didn't is it is that right? And how much did Cronke buy the shares end. for? There was that one point eight, or was that two point eight? I don't know. I'm not really good at well, all knowledge about how they bought. Phil, I am on Twitter." who is a finance person, Ellis, he said, the highest price of a single Arsenal share was £37,000, of which there was 62,217 shares valued the club at £2.3 billion. But Kroenke mm. and Usmanov agreed a deal at 29000 a share, which valued the club at £1.83 billion. So Stan okay. Kroenke has gone up £320 million since he became a 100% owner. So like, I, I, I agree with Carl, like... What he says, they're, they're probably going to want a lot more than what they paid to get him out. Again, they've come out, or Josh, I think, has come out and said that they have no intention to sell the club. Again, what, how much truth is in that? Everyone has a price, essentially, don't they? If a big enough offer came in, I'm sure they would, because they could just go off and buy another franchise to invest in or to, to receive money from. Um I don't know, Carl. Again, like I've just just admitted, I'm I'm not really good with the old finance stuff. I'm just a just a standard boring fan who just wants us to play football um, and do it well and win stuff. But whether that happened, whether he'd just bring a lot of debt and, like you say, have enough capital to invest in us, in us, I, I'd like to think the fact that he's managed to get Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, Vieira on board, he's got some good intentions there because why else would they be on board other than the obvious of of money but (laughs) you'd like to think that there are never a finer reason (laughs) (laughs) you'd like to think there are some good intentions there um i've got a spotify premium account and i definitely wouldn't cancel it if you owned our club (laughs) (laughs) mike from the gooners um podcast um carl was saying that um, they are thinking of um, when Biden got in, he said he's going to change the tax law. So at the moment, if he sold the club today, he would pay it for, um, I think, $2.8 billion. He would pay $600 million in tax. If the new um, proposed tax laws come in, then he's going to be paying $1.2 billion in tax. So, Mike, the point Mike was saying, well, first of all, you're going to have to offer a shitload of money if you're going to, if he's going to get him to sell it. And secondly, mm. if he is going to sell it, he's going to sell it. If you give him the right money, he'll want to do it now before the tax law changes to save himself $600 million. So it's like on my driveway, I've got, I've got the car. And people always often go by and go, oh, is that car for sale? And I say, no. And I say, well, how much do you want for it? I say, you give me 25 grand, you can have it. And they always walk off. I had a couple of people, a couple of friends do that recently. And I've said 25 grand, that's how much it is on eBay. And uh, see, I don't really want to sell it. So by saying 25 grand, I know they're going to piss off. Whereas you can go, it's, it's, it's only worth 15 grand. So he isn't going to go 2.8 billion. Thank you very much. That's exactly how much it's worth. I'll take that. He's going to go, nah, four. And according to reports, he's worth two, 2.3 billion old Eck. 
I can't, yeah, so I can't see it happening personally. I, I, obviously, the, the release of the story is perfectly timed with all the unrest that the fans have got over the European Super League and and just the Cronkies in general with the protests that have happened. And I just think it's just someone trying to get a story out there, get some likes, get some attention. And and him is he, he's if there is truth to it, it's probably him just trying to give it a go, see what he can do. But it, in my heart and my head, I, I, I just can't see it happening personally. What, what about you, Carl? Are, are you on board of a takeover from from the Spotify teaser, or is it just a case of more of the same? I mean, like you, Ellis, I don't, I can't see this happening. I, I, I genuinely don't. But just because I just don't think the Conkers are going to sell, um, and I don't think I just, this is weird me saying this that someone who's worth two point something billion, I don't think he's got enough money. Mm. Um, I genuinely don't and like I said he's going to have to take out a loan now when he takes out that loan who is that loan going to be attributed to he's going to put all of that on Arsenal so then we're going to be a club in further debt than we actually are with the stadium and that's what Gronky did though he didn't pay the money he got he, he used loans to pay for it all but he, he, he leveraged it against every, all the other stuff I think I'm sure I heard people say that but no yeah. one pays it all out. But someone makes a really good point there. Mike Hertz from the Not Another Arsenal podcast. He, he says there, I'm worried all this takeover will affect the transfer window. That's a good point, Carl, because if you're a club owner and you're thinking of selling, you're not going to go and spend £200 million in the summer, are you, if you think you've got a chance of selling it? Well, that's what we'll tell. If if Kroenke gives Arteta money to spend in the summer, then he's not looking to sell. If he doesn't, then you know he's looking to sell. The, the issue is it, this: we don't want this dragging on and on and on for the whole summer and the whole transfer window because it's we don't know what's happening. I mean, you got the it's the World Cup this year. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. So what you're looking at is we've got the Euros in the summer, and then the league will start straight away, and then you've got that silly gap where of the World Cup. So. We play up until next, November. It's Christmas 2022. It's Christmas. Oh, so, so it's next year. All yeah. right. So Giro's this year, isn't it? So what you don't want is, for me, we need to go early. Um, you know, Arsenal are not typically fast starters in the um, in the in the in buying players. So we need to try and get the dead wood out. Now, it looks like Kolasinac probably will be returning to Arsenal because of what's gone on in Germany with him. Um, we've still got players that we need to get rid of. So, I don't know. I I just don't want um, this guy to just put a whole load of debt onto Arsenal. That's, that's my only issue. And what I want him to do is to have the money to invest. Now, if you have to take out a loan just to try and buy the club, then what money have you got left to invest in us? I mean, yeah, we know that you're going to... I mean, the only thing that would come out of it, him buying it, is we'll have better music at the Emirates rather than just Sweet Caroline every time we flip in one. But, um, and sponsorships, obviously, we're going to... Um, this guy must have people within the music business that he knows that could give us more sponsors. Well, you're hoping at least anyway, but it's a hard one. I I just want a an owner who cares about the club enough to invest money into the club. And I'm not talking about just pouring millions and millions into the club. Someone who actually does care to make the club 
better, to improve everything about the club, not just the players, the, the coaching staff. If the manager's not playing well, then let the manager go. Um, to hold the chief, um, to, to, to everyone accountable. To, so if they're not doing their job, if the scout department's not doing their job, they've got to go or to improve everything. I don't know if I'm torn just between wanting Kroenke out or wanting this new guy in where he looks and sounds so sexy and the fact that, like you said, all the ex-legends are on board with trying to make this takeover happen because they're going to be, well, they're going to want jobs, aren't they? And they're going to be on the board or at least try to get themselves on the board at Arsenal. So... He did, didn't even today, didn't he? On some finance programme. And so how much Americans know about soccer. They had a picture of Lacazette in a in a Puma shirt. And then they had, you know, the, the kit launch that was in Australia, where you had Giroud yeah. and Czech and all that. That was the other photo they used. And the other fucking photo, you stupid fucks, was Henrik Mkhitaryan. Jesus. What the fuck are you doing? And also, Mr. Eck, I hope he buys the club. I, I'd like anyone to buy the club. Um, but Mr. Eck, one of the things that he said, he said, I love the I love the uh I love the players, I love the history, I love the fans. I thought, hold on a second, Treacle. Love the fucking fans. Nah. You, you don't know Arsenal. The thing is, you ask the thing is, he's saying all that, but you'd ask the question. So you love all that, your opinion there. How many actually Arsenal games have you been to in the last five years? I will Guarantee you, it's less than five. Same I'm just putting it out there. But yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, like I said, uh, we were talking before this podcast started. This could just be an amazing um, advertising ploy because the amount of times that Spotify has been said in all walks of media by all fans, I wonder how many premium accounts he's now gained. Um, because people are really uh, silly. They all think, yeah, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to sign up to Spotify because that's going to give him more money so he can buy a Arsenal. People are like that and they're, <laughs> they're going to do it. So it, it it would be very interesting to see how sharply premium accounts have risen on Spotify as this show is now sponsored by Spotify as Danny has uh, uh, shown. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's interesting. It's interesting, but only time will tell. But I think what I don't want, like Ellis alluded to, is a long, drawn-out process. If he's going to buy the club, buy the club and let it go. If he's not going to buy the club, then let's just, under the carpet, I mean, from where we're sitting, the Congress have come out and said it's not for sale. So, therefore, it's kind of, that's it, isn't it, really? Michael there, um, who is a fellow Swede, has put, aren't Spotify down 7% today? See, immediately you're associated with Arsenal, your company to everything turns to shit. You're down 7%. <laughs> if he doesn't go through with it, I'm, I'm deleting my premium account. I'll go to whatever fucking music streaming sites there are. That's my warning to you, Mr. Eck. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so... Stefan's put... How many has he lost? All Spurs and Chelsea fans have deleted their private Spotify accounts. <laughs> there you go. Most of those don't have electricity, so fuck them. Exactly. They probably share an account with someone else, the fucking scumbags. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, what what do you think, Danny, was would make the Cronkies sell? Like, yes, five billion apart from money. 
Apart from money, what do you think would force the Cronkies to sell Arsenal Football Club? Stan Cronkies head in a box. <laughs> okay. With a note, Josh, you're next. Those are the views of That's Danny. No one else on the ABW podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've, I've seen. I've seen seven. I know how these things work. Of course. Yeah, head in a box or a cell, or you're in trouble. Just the, the uh, there's plenty of uh, organisations in the world, maybe a little bit southern, south south of America, that could you oh, could get involved for a few million that would sort the problem out. Yeah, or get Noel Edmonds. We could play. Uh, you could play fourteen so, to one with Noel Edmonds and a different head in every box. Josh, sorry, not Josh. <laughs> fucking hell, see, I'm done. Ellis, I'll ask you the same question and hopefully have a sensible answer. <laughs> God knows where Danny was going with that fucking oh, no. deal or no That's deal. Not, in, in other words, it's not going to happen. He's not going to fucking sell. Yeah, mate. I, I, <laughs> a lot of fucking money is the answer to that, isn't it? <laughs> I think you. I think you hit the nail on the head. He's going to want to probably double his money. So if he's paid um, around four billion, uh, two billion, he's probably going to want around four billion or oh, more. Bless him. Uh, and like you say, um, the Spotify man's only worth two billion. The peasant, so he's not going to be able to afford that, is he? <laughs> you could buy Barnet for fifty quid. Have them or <laughs> or or um, Peter Borough back up to the Championship. Come on, the boss. Who's, who's the other team in the lower leagues that plays at Highbury and plays in red and white? Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Buy them. Turn them into the new Arsenal. <laughs> you can have Highbury. We'll all go. I'll, I'll go. You won't uh, go anywhere. It's not going to happen, though, is it? If we, if you had, to, if you had to put your uh, your monthly years, your monthly wages on it, Carl, is it going to happen? No, I think it's yeah. I just can't see it happening. I, I really don't. Um, one, like I said, it sounds silly. Someone who's worth two billion, he hasn't got enough money to buy it. And anyone that gives him a two billion loan is going to want assurances they can get their money back now. Arsenal are not going to be playing unless they win the Europa League. Arsenal will not be playing European football next season. Uh, it's highly unlikely. So, uh, a team that is not going to be playing European football next season who needs investment like really, really badly, and if he does buy them, he's going to have a whole heap of debt be forced upon them. So he's not going to be able to buy the the premium players that we want. There's no assurances there, really, is there? What looking at Arsenal play? What assurances can you honestly see in that team that they are going to be able to compete with not even Europeans finest, but England's finest, the likes of Man City who are currently losing, the likes of Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, currently West Ham. But um, there's no assurances there. So for me, it's. Uh, at the moment, Arsenal's a bad investment. No matter what, how you look at it, Arsenal is a bad investment. But, you know, it is fun to talk about this takeover. Um, it's not going to happen. We know this. So, I guess that's, that's that really, isn't it? We just need a nice Arabian prince of a lot of money who's got no skeletons in his closet. Wouldn't do anything bad, but it's just He's not coming filthy from Arabia, rich. then, is he? <laughs> <laughs> or Russia or China I'm, 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 I'm the only places with money <laughs> someone just give us a lot of money and make us really good all the yeah. time nowadays <laughs> if you've got money you've got money for a reason it's usually on the backs of others 
possibly. Right. Again, this is the views of Danny Sweetman <laughs> and not the views of ABW as a whole. Right. So before we go on to listen to questions, Danny, I'm yeah. going, and Ellis, I'm going to ask you both a question. So I'm going to name out Arsenal's team. Yeah. And all I want to hear, don't Chris Carpenter it, it's simply keep or go. Because I personally don't believe that there is more than five players in the Arsenal's country squad who should stay. Not make it Maybe easier. Tyranny, keep, get rid of the rest. All right, so um, Danny go first and then Ellis. It's literally, don't Chris Carpenter, it's keep or go. Right, okay. Leno. Leno, keep. Danny. Keep. Ellis. Keep. Carl. Okay. Keep. Uh, Runnison. Go. Get fucked. Go. Carl. Okay. Go. Matt Ryan. Keep. 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 All right. Defenders now. Head to Bellerin. Sell. I really like him, but go and get Max Aarons in. Uh, I would tell him I think it's time my Arsenal's finished uh, Kieran Tierney I'm not even going to answer that how dare you sir I'll go he's injury prone <sighs> uh, I'd keep him uh, Gabriel keep 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 Rob Holding no oh, this is a tough one <sighs> sell keep I really like him I'd keep him. But he's not uh, as good as the others we've got waiting in the wings. He isn't going to want to wait around. We'll get 25 million for him. He will wait no, around. No, he wouldn't. Could. Who's going to pay 25 million West for Ham. Holding? West Ham always buy everyone else's shit for too much money. West they Ham bought... in the Champions League. They're, they need Champions League players. Even hotter than Rob Holden, no. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> not, if, uh, not if Man City win it, they're not. No, not if, if Chelsea win it. Who else is in it? Did Chelsea in the Champions League? Yeah, they're in the semi-final. That's no, where I'm I think if Chelsea win it and then um, and finish fourth, Chelsea go in it, not West Ham. They don't have to finish fourth if they win it. They can finish wherever they like if they win it. That's what I mean. So they, <laughs> so you've got top three going to it, plus Chelsea in fourth because they won it. No, yeah. they, they don't have to go fourth, do they? Well, there was some combination where West Ham can't make it. Get on with it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Callum Chambers. I'd keep him because of his versatility and nice beard. He, he reminds me of our very own Ellis, good-looking young man. Ah, oh, keep. I'm Edith. not going to say as much as Danny. <laughs> uh, I'd sell him. Uh, Pablo, Mar- Pablo Marie. Keep. 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 David Louise. he's definitely going to go at the end of the season, isn't he? Yeah, retire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to say Saka because I'm sure we all keep him. Danis Abayas is on loan, and I very much doubt we're going to keep Danis Abayas. Uh, Merton Odegaard is also on loan, and it's not up to us. But if you could have the chance to keep Martin Odegaard for, let's say, 45 million, would you keep him? Yeah. Not for 45, no. No, oh, haggle him. Get him down to 20. 30. And they, yeah, all right. <laughs> and they can, we'll, we'll swap him for um, Ceballos. We'll get, we'll get free and they'll discount us the 10 if we take a bias off their hands. There you go. <laughs> now we're chucking the Egyptian Perlo. Talking of him, would you keep him? No. No. 
Sorry, Richard. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to go. Uh, Granite Xhaka. Hold on. Loki is speaking for all of us. Loki's put, put, put down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the views of Loki and not the views of ABW. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, Granite Xhaka. Um, I'd keep him only because when he when he does that job, he's good. Go. We can't get rid of everyone. <laughs> we can. We'll end up playing five we'll side teams. <laughs> we'll yeah, sell all the average players and we'll buy one good player and we should be <laughs> right. They just have to be like Callum James and play everywhere. Or Saka and play everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Lacazette. Keep. I'm speaking for me and Chris. Sell. Yeah, I think I would uh, agree with this. Selling. Look what you've done. You've you've made the pirate cry. Well, who cares? Sell if you can get money for him and wages and money. Sell him. I've I've got to keep him from selling Lacazette. Like, you can't just leave Balogun and in here as our only strikers, can we? I think I'd keep him just because. We're not going to get decent money for him, and it'll be one of those ones where if we sell him, we're going to have to pay part of his wages anyway because he's not going to go um, and take a wage cut. And no one is in their right mind is going to pay a thirty-one-year-old three hundred million or two sorry two hundred thousand a week like we're doing. So, yeah, uh, Nicola Pepe. Who knows? The West he's good like the wind changes direction. Fuck it. Try and reclaim some of the money back, sell him. Or sort of fucking sideburns out. He looks like a farmer. I'm not allowed to sell him more. Danny said I'm not allowed to sell our whole team, so keep. <laughs> <laughs> I think anything over forty million I'll take. So oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah anything God. over forty million, I I'd definitely sell him. Yeah. Um, I'll take half that. Yeah, and the rest of the players are just Reese Nelson. Um, oh, there you go. Mr. Waffles has made a point. We can't sell Pepe. We still owe too much because we've got to pay a certain <laughs> amount over the next five seasons. Fucking hell. I think it's 20 well, that's million. What we, we negotiate. You can pay the rest of his moth and a sell on clause. <laughs> I think we're paying something like £20 million a season for the next four seasons. No, next three. Oh, I hope he gets good soon. What was the next one, Carl, before I spoke over you? Right, Reese Nelson. Keep doesn't so, doesn't owe us anything. He can only be uh, only get better. He okay. scored against okay. Liverpool. We don't use him, Danny. <laughs> That's the point. He's an idiot because we've got Pepe and he has to use him. Mm. Uh, I have a question for both of you. Ooh. Joe Willock, do you think he's got a job or a role to play at Arsenal when he comes back? Yes. It's, it's like all of our. Our young men, they're, they're our own. They've they've not cost us anything. They they've got they can play in the Premier League and they're they're going to do all right. He may not be good enough to play every game. He's come on as a sub three games in a row for West Ham. I mean for Newcastle, scored goals against Liverpool, West Ham, and Spurs. Three goals in three games as a sub. Just got to use so, him right. But do you think Ellis that he's found his level at Newcastle, or do you think he's That's not much above us? Is it? <laughs> no. It's not, but do you think that's where he should play or do you think he's got a role to come back to Arsenal and play? Um, sorry, my cat's in my face. Um, I think 
He could have a role, but oh, I, anus. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, he's gone now. Sorry about that. Um, That's scary. We're talking about his bum. <laughs> probably, yeah. He's giving me right day look now. Um, I'm not sure his bum was. He, he's doing well at Newcastle, but maybe that's his level. I personally think he could do a job at Arsenal, but I don't think Arteta will want him to do a job. I don't. I, I think he his decision was made when he said Mountain Loan, and I, I'll see him probably being bought by Newcastle in the summer or another club of that level. Same as Aisley making Niles. I mean, Danny, we we was going to send him to Wolves in the summer, and we decided to keep him and. Even though we decided to keep him, Arteta just did not play him, which obviously made no sense. But I think the last game he played, the last two games, one was at right back, one was at left back, and then he was told to sling his hook. He's uh, he's got an attitude problem, but historically, players of attitude problems have got an attitude because they know they're good. Another one, keep him. It's not cost us any money. He's he's he's, he's English, and he's. Well, if you uh, can make money from him, would you not sell him? If what to go go to Lille and play five times the price they want for a player we've never heard of? No, fuck it. Keep them. Keep all the English lads. We've got a quota to meet as well, and they'll be happy to stay because they've been at Arsenal for 10, 12 years each. But we need to have an English core of players that are going to count as homegrown now with the Brexit thing happening. With uh, that's changed how we can bring players into this country, and if we're going to get rid of so many players. You've got to keep a core of... Plus, they've grown up together. And we saw how that worked in the George Graham days. All those players grew up together. They all knew each other. Balogun's part of all of that lot. I'd even keep Eddie if it keeps them all happy. Plus, we're a mid-table mm. side now, Cam Carl. I think it all depends on whether we're going to be in the Champions League, Europa League, or the Intertoto Cup League. I now know how that um, the conference Europe, Europa Conference League works. It's a load of shit. We might end up in that. Imagine that. Fuck me. The thing is, what's scary is that if we win the Europa Cup, we could be end up in the Champions League. Isn't that scary? Oh, then we can't fucking... keep any. Of, we, we can't keep any of our squad if we're going for the Champions League. Oh, well, we'll be beating ten one every week by Bayern we'll Munich. We battered every week. Could you imagine like yeah. us? <laughs> fucking hell! We'll oh, get that. We'll have the, the young men taking off us for cruelty to young men. <laughs> right, Danny. Let's do listener questions. Let's do listener questions, Daniel. You've given up. Have we done them all? Are we? Have we done. All? I don't know. Have we done? Have you asked all the questions? I mean, all the, oh, that's a whole the squad. entire squad. Yeah, that's a whole squad. Oh Jesus, we ain't got many players, have we? What? Can I ask Ellis, you a question? Gunnarsaurus, to... keep or sell? <laughs> Make him manage. Well, he's already gone, hasn't he? Because you can't afford to keep him. Poor sod. Ellis, can you go have a look in the your Twitter DMs? There's uh, six questions mm. there for you, my dear. If you can get your That's face out, it. get your finger out of the cat's ass for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Get a move on. Ah, uh, here they be. Ah, Right. Um, shall we start with Carl? Um, this is from R. Josh. He says, Damn are you Josh. behind? Hashtag Iek. Yeah, definitely done his Josh. Because he isn't KSC. Uh, or are there other real benefits to his potential ownership i mean we've sort of covered it but carl would you we have, I, think, I think the only potential benefits to his ownership is something fresh something new so something to try and get excited about and maybe just sponsorship um in arsenal which you just invest money barring that i just don't know if there's anything else 
uh, that benefits us. I mean, if Stan Kroenke was to heavily invest Arsenal, people would be happy. They wouldn't care if he didn't come to games as long as he's putting money into Arsenal. They, they really couldn't give it a, a damn. But the problem is he doesn't invest in Arsenal. He makes silly decisions. And who's to say that this guy, Ek, wouldn't do exactly the same? I think Josh is right. I think we're just excited about him buying Arsenal because he's not um, he's not the Cronkies. But we don't. Does anyone actually know how he manages business? Does anyone actually know what he's like as an actual person? Or just because he's come out, said the right buzzwords, and everyone's jumping on board? You know, sometimes, sometimes it's better the devil you know. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with there. Probably shouldn't agree with Josh too much, but. Yeah, I think there's much more to say about that. Danny, for you, Mike Hers says, how much do you think the players will be affected by the Fulham and Everton game, taking into consideration the VAR and Leno incidents? I think the the Leno incident is just something that's bad luck. I think it's the only one he's done this season. It's not like Manuel Amunio who's chucking one in the back of his net every other game whilst he was at Morris dancing. Hold on, got to change this when I'm talking about Morris dancing. There you go, Steve. Whilst he was at Morris dancing around the penalty area, being an absolute tool, making Jerry Payton look like a goalkeeping tit that he was. That's for you, Steve. Um, it's uh, nothing you can do about that. But the VAR thing, I have seen so... Uh, our mate, um, Aussie Dom, who I speak to every now and then, I've asked him to come on, but he's uh, he's back in... Adelaide and so he's whenever we do the shows he's busy he's either in bed or just got up or whatever it whichever way around it is and he tweeted the other day he said I've lost all love for football you can't celebrate anymore because it could be disallowed for something to happen 15 minutes ago the uh the club's a mess the Premier League is a mess Arteta's tactics are an absolute mess I mean I did a little thing I tweeted the other day about a combination of back fours. It looks like a four-year-old has randomly picked names out of a bloody cat's ass. the way our back fours have been lining up. Um, what else is there? That has got to affect the players. You're going to go and do something, and then it can be ruled out and then found to be ruled out for no nonsense. Like, well, I think it was Gav on the last, on the, after, during the live show. Not Gav. It was somebody. Oh, it was Dean. That was it. I knew it was someone I knew. Dean, the Everton fan, fan said the VAR was like an etch gets VAR that last game and as a player you've got to look at that and go why the fuck am I bothering one week someone's massively offside and they get away with it this week I'm not, Pepe wasn't offside because you can't score your elbow and it was disallowed one week Kane is two footing people but gets away with it then Son does it and gets away with it our bloke falls over and doesn't get anything from it it's oh, the whole th- I cannot like I tweeted earlier today seven possibly eight games to go and we can wash our hands of this Fucking season. Fuck it in the face. There you go. Pick the bones out of that. Did I Shit answer the question? It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a roundabout way, I guess. But yeah, get, 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 going back to the fucking Everton game and and our penalty being ruled. I mean, it wasn't a penalty, but being ruled off for an offside. Like, VAR this season has, has been beyond a joke. Everyone was just so against it. And I was sort of, when it was first announced, I was like, well, if anything, to help the referees make better decisions. But it doesn't. Like, when, they, when it was sold to us, it was the old, oh, we'll, we'll use it to, to, to correct the clear and obvious errors. What is clear and obvious about that 
offside. Like it's fucking bollocks. They don't use the technology. clear or obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's, they don't use the technology like properly. That's not what it's there for. You can't analyze an offside from a freeze frame of a picture. Like the picture quality Without is going to play. In. Yeah, but the picture quality is going to play a part. The angle is going to play a part. It's fucking bollocks. If there's clear and obvious, like a gap there, then yeah, by all means. I can remember the uh, Man United game, I think it was, and Aubameyang scored a goal, and initially the referee went, yeah, uh, the linesman went offside, and then they reviewed it on VAR, and that was fucking obvious. I mean, I could see that from home without even fucking rewinding it, but that's the technology be used properly. Not, oh, it's a soft penalty, but we've given the penalty, but actually, let's rewind it a bit, and just see if uh, Pepe's armpit is offside. Like, it is just shit. And I think the sooner Arsene Wenger's proposed offside law comes in, the better, because then at least VAR can't, well, I say they can't fuck it up. They'll probably find a way of fucking up, won't they? It's ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Julian Salmon says, Carl, do you think getting into the Champions League next season via uh, the Europa League would have any bearing on Kronke if he uh, was looking to sell? Um, he'd probably delay the sale because Arsenal being in the Champions League is automatically it's automatically like fifty million to Arsenal based on all the TV rights, the games, depending on whether fans are allowed back in the stadium by then. So I, I would say he probably wouldn't sell if Arsenal did manage to scrape back into the Champions League. But again, who knows? No, no one knows. Um, all I know is that if we were in the Champions League, we need major investment because the players that we have now are no way near good enough to play in the Champions League. We need in half of that that two point eight billion just to redo the squad. God. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Like, obviously, we we all want to get into the Champions Everyone's League. Gone. That is the ultimate aim. But if we accidentally managed to no, accidentally if we actually somehow managed to get through the Europa League and get up the fact that a team that wins Europa League gets a place in Champions League is bollocks anyway because we're potentially going to say we do we're potentially 10th in our league this season and we get through because we won the second tier <laughs> just to get put in a fucking pot which will probably be in with Bayern Munich and Barcelona get battered home and away by them and then drop back down into Europa League to do it all over again like Fuck me! It's, it's, it's not like, going to be fun. Whatever happens, it's like the Tuesday Club. They they go on about the who's in the fiesta. Well, at the moment, it's it's a bicycle and it's got party and tyranny on it, and that's it. That's with Saliba running up behind it, hitching for a lift. That's it. We got two but players. That'd be interesting because would they let six? Let's say Chelsea finish fifth. Don't try and... figuring it out, Carl. It doesn't make any sense to anyone. They've got an alien to do it. Well, that would be six teams, potentially six English teams in the Champions League. They weren't allowed that, will they? No. That's right. We're going away into a European Super League, aren't we? So the maximum <laughs> you'll ever get is five. Oh, so someone misses out. So that'll be the fourth place team. Yeah. That'll miss out then. Which is currently Chelsea. Oh, but it's like a West Ham. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, here's the next question. Next question is Danny, isn't it? Um, Phil Macker has put here, the new James Bond movie getting released or Arteta getting the sack. What will happen first? <laughs> I'm just going to have to go with the James Bond film because that's, uh, that's been put off more times than um, than the new diet I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great I've had sugar puffs today. That's all I've fucking eaten is sugar puffs, dry, out of a box. Buy some sugar puffs. They're monstery. Fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> I know each time my car's not answering his question. Go. I don't have a question. <laughs> I haven't finished because you were going on a tangent about fucking sugar puffs. <laughs> um, oh, I think that's all the questions because Danny. Oh no, it's another one from Julian. Don't worry, Carl. I have another one from Julian Salmon. He's a greedy boy, isn't he? Um, do you think, with everything that has happened recently, Cronke will look to make more funds available in the summer to try and win over the fans? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I honestly do. I honestly think he is going to put money into the club because he knows the fans want him out badly and. Fans have got a, a long memory, and we're not going to forget this. And I honestly think he's going to—I'm not going to say he's going to put like 200 mil up because he's definitely not going to do that. But he'll give Arteta maybe 75 mil. That probably be um, loaned back to the uh, taken out of the club in coffers somehow. But I honestly think he's going to put some money, and we will buy some players. I think that. Even though we got rid of a lot of dead wood um, in January with Ozil going, Mustafi, um, and getting sort of um, Kalasnach off the books for half the season, I think Kalasnach is going to need to go permanently because he's after this he's got one more year, hasn't he? So we need to somehow get rid of him permanently. There's still. <sighs> We do need an upgrade on Bellerin. Um, we are going to get rid of David Luiz because he's going to definitely going to go. Um, we need to sort our striker situation because if we don't sell Lacazette, then we need to sign him up to a new contract because he's only got one more year left. Um, we need a central midfielder, hundred percent. We need a replacement for Tierney when he gets injured. Because as Josh alluded to, uh, oh my fucking hell, how many times have I said the word Josh in this probably podcast? Jeez. Um, 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 what he's alluded to is whoever comes in to be the backup right back, a uh, left back, is going to play probably about 25 games in the season just because of how injury prone Kieran Tierney is. So you're buying a backup left back to Tierney, but are you buying a real left-back, and Tierney's actually the backup left-back, to be honest now, because of his injury record, who knows? So this squad has a lot of work that needs to be done to it. Whether we're in the Europa League next year, the Champions League next year, or just playing league football, we have seen that this squad is not good enough to compete in the in the Premier League. So it, if this squad's got to be ripped apart, and if it needs to be done, then so be it. But I'm just hoping that the manager is backed. Lovely. So, yeah. That marks the end of Question Time, sponsored by Sugar Puffs. And Spotify. Um, and Spotify. Before you, close, before you close the show, Carl, um, and ask us for our shout-outs, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has um, given us money um, via Super Chats that we've now turned off, the Super Stickers, by the membership. If you are a member... I've sent you a 15-minute video that only the members can see. I mean, maybe one day I'll release it and you can all see it. But, oh, God, yeah, God, if you're God, listening God. to this, 
go and have a look at it. It's just a thank you from ABW for the seven months that many of you have been giving us the money. We've t- we're turning all of the uh, membership things off on Friday, so you don't get um, charged for another month. And we now have a Kofi, K-O-F-I. Just go and check our, social, our Twitter. It's on there. And the thing with that, they uh, we got a, a reminder from YouTube today saying that if you don't fill out your tax forms, we're going to charge you another 24%. So that's 64%, those fuckers. Fuck you, YouTube. 64% of any money when um, if you give us a 10 quid by uh, just using that as a round. Now, don't give a pound. Just save it all out. A pound, they take 30-odd percent. But if you give 10 pound, then they end up taking about um, about 35p, whereas uh, YouTube will take £6.40. So we don't really need your money. We had one lovely person who we're not going to mention, we all, a friend of ours. He gave us enough money to pay for an entire season of podcasting. Very kind of you. know you are. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, did I forgot to say fuck YouTube? And we were actually offered money from Twitch. We were offered £150 a month minimum to do all of our stuff on Twitch, a minimum of 20 hours a month. But we were only ever allowed to um, stream the, our podcast to Twitch live. We couldn't stream to anywhere else live. So that very much you lot are going to go and use Twitch, are you? So we'll have to turn that down. We don't really need the money. But I just wanted to say that. To, so if you are listening, go and listen to that. Watch that video because it will be gone on Friday. There you go, Carl. That's all I had to say. All right. So uh, while I'm busy scrambling through to give my uh, shout out, I will come to you, gentlemen. So, Ellis, who is your shout out to? Uh, my shout out or gentleman's nod is to my friend George it's more of a plug really for him Um, if any of our listeners uh, from the North Carolina area or watch North Carolina basketball you might want to give his podcast a listen Um, I think it's called ceilingistheroof.com is his website and that's the name of his podcast Um, you can also follow him on Twitter it's at British Tar Heel um, and yeah, he, he talks a lot about, well, just general basketball, but he's a big follower of um, North Carolina, UNC. So there you go. If anyone out we here know. listens to them or watches basketball or likes UNC, give his podcast a little listen. We know a couple of people who live in North Carolina. Yeah. Shredder. Andrew. Drew moved. No, he left it. He went, screw you. So I didn't know there. that. There you go. Uh, North Kagilaki. Right. Daniel, who's your uh, gentleman's shout-out to? A friend of ours is back on Twitch. It's Corey, who's been on here a couple of times. Hopefully he'll come back and do a show with us. Corey's a mate of ours. Uh, hello, Corey. Hello, Corey's son. Hello, Canada. Hello, Jeff. Yes. Uh, my shout-out is to a Twitter account called underscore... Spurs trophies. Every single day, this account tweets how many days it's been since Spurs hasn't won a trophy. So far, we are at 4,812. On Sunday, this account went apoplectic because it was very funny to see them lose another cup final, even though the year ends in one and apparently... That's when Spurs win cups, apparently. I, I don't know. But um, that is who my gentleman's lost to because the account is absolutely funny. And 
every day I do chuckle just a little bit more, just knowing that it's been so many days since that stupid, stupid club has not won a trophy. So give them a follow. It's underscore again, oh, sorry, underscore Spurs trophies, which is ironic because they don't have any silly, silly club. <laughs> right. Um, Daniel, you had to be here. So uh, thank you for setting everything up and being the lovable guy that you actually are. Well, thank you two very much for coming on. You two are my favourite. You're so much better than Far the morons off. I had on last week who didn't know anything about football and I didn't like either of them, all three of them, whoever it was. It was me. I was on what? last week, so... Hey? Oh. Racist bastard. That's what you are. You're Norwichist. How, you how, how, how... What have I said about Hold Norwich? On. Wait there, Ellis. I'll get you some backup. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been Norwich mean to both the, yeah, the two Norwich boys. I don't know. Have you actually been mean to Nicky? Probably not. <laughs> no, Never. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Ellis, I want to thank you for being here. I love podcasting with you just because you, you are the second funniest person in ABW, um, obviously after myself. Like The rest of them, Chris is just funny looking. Um, <laughs> Josh... He's just Danny's favourite, so he just uh, he's just a, a note, Danny know it all. Like um, John is always working ever so hard. I miss uh, you, John. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have John time. actually now speaks with a Chinese accent. He's been dealing with him for so long. Again, those are the views of a of Danny Sweetman and not yeah. of ABW. And he knocks up a lovely egg fried rice. Oh, he's a dirty boy. He's got pubes oh, in it, but you pick God. them out. It's lovely. Right, I'm, 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 I'm seriously just Dennis. Just say goodbye, please. <laughs> goodbye, please. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. <laughs> no worries. We must do this again. Um, our next game is Villarreal. Um, Danny hasn't sorted it out yet, but I'm sure in our WhatsApp group, Danny's gonna ask for people to be <laughs> on the show, not get any replies, throw a hissy fit. And then someone will pop up. But I've got a feeling, I have a feeling, I don't know why that Femi is going to do it. Because Femi said he can do late games. That'd be a So I'll, I've got a feeling that Femi is going to be on. Again, people, it, it could be uh, just vicious, vicious rumours. Um, so can I just say, anyway, every time Danny mm-hmm. pops fucking Femi up there, is he pouting in his photo? What is that about? I don't know, it's his Twitter one. I don't know it's what like he's a, doing. It's proper, like, he's doing that fucking Blue Steel look from uh, fucking Zoolander. Is it Blue he's Steel? Seen someone, he's seen someone park in his parking space. What are you parking here for, boy? I'll have you. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Get back to the sponsor. Oh, my God. Um, this is a Burkamp Wonderland, a master podcast, which is currently sponsored by Spotify. People get a, sponsor, get a premium account. Help, Hopefully he will have enough money to buy Arsenal, put 200 million every year into our transfer kitty and Mbappe will be ours one day. Right. It's a, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we shall speak to you after the Villarreal game. If, any of ABW that can attempt to do it, I can't because I just lose interest in uh, Europa League games. Ellis has work. Josh has to do his new setup. Chris is busy doing his hair. John is busy doing work. 
uh, and the rest of them, I, I have no idea. But so, uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for donating. And always remember, everyone, hashtag fuck Ellis. Goodbye, everyone. Hashtag piss off Carl. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>